everybody. This is Beverly. And Natalie. And Megan. And so welcome to our podcast today. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the social message that we send women starting as young girls, uh, little girls, young ladies, and maybe how that's changed over the last several generations. Um, and I, I think I'm safe in saying for the better. Um, some people might differ in their opinion, but I, I definitely think it's a better message. So um, being the older one of the group, um, as a young girl, I think my generation was, and I'm in my early 50s, my generation was probably the last generation that heard, you need to grow up and you need to get married and you need to find somebody to make yourself whole. Um, and, and I think my generation probably said, no, nah, I'm not exactly sure that's the right message or that should be the goal. Um, and so I think I touched base on this, if not be previously in a different conversation about, that's definitely the wrong message. Um, you know, two incomplete people don't make a whole union. You have to be whole yourself and well-rounded yourself in order to to be um, a partner um, in order for that, that union of two whole people um, who come together to make a bigger, better, stronger union. Um, you can't have two broken people trying to fix each other. Um, so just thoughts and conversations on what is the message that we're telling our young women um, from little girls to teenagers to early 20s um, on what is our role in the world and what is our best plan for ourselves for happiness um, and security um, personal development um, all of those good things so so thoughts um i agree i think that we we do need to go into a relationship as a whole person um and not to have somebody fix an issue that you have. Um, I do think, and some people need to work on that and just kind of becoming happy with who they are and in their life. Um, I think another question that we then need to like kind of think about is then how, when you enter into that relationship, how do you start to blend a life together and keep yourself whole without losing too much of yourself to the other person? Um, so yeah, there's, there's kind of two things I think that we could talk about. And I just think that girls really need to understand that in order to create their identity, they they do not need to be with another human being in order for them to be seen. Um, I think once you are happy and confident with yourself, then that just kind of shows to the world like what you think about yourself and things just work out somehow. <laughs> somehow, magically. <laughs> And I think on, on that identity issue, so there, there is a generational change and shift because we saw probably about three generations ago, um, when you got married, you were Mrs. John Smith. That's who you became as opposed to like now, I don't think, you know, so there's a certain percentage of women that don't even change their names. 
Um, but I, I don't identify myself as Mrs. Anybody, you know, I'm still just me. So there's that kind of shift, um, as well. Like you have a separate identity. You don't become a different person because you marry. Yeah. Um, different version. There's a different aspect of your life and now your life has different, it might have different meaning and different purpose and different goals, but you're still you, you don't lose, you shouldn't lose who you are. Um, because that should be who your partner has been attracted to. And if they're whole, he's he or she is going to have the same, um, the same struggle. Well, how do I not lose myself mm-hmm. and my friends and my independence now that I'm married? Um, and so those goals hopefully should still be the same with, with the right partner. I had an aha moment. Um, um, I'll freely admit that I don't claim to be a feminist. But sometimes I find my mind leaning that way because um, I am woman, hear me roar. seems to be ever in my, present in my brain. But my daughter, who's only 19, she went to um, uh, go to my parents' house to wash her car. My dad's got all this cool, like, you know, weird stuff that I would never buy to wash. Yeah, yeah <laughs> stuff to clean the car, special clays, special waxes or whatever. Well, she brought her boyfriend with her. And um, th- and keep in mind, this is my daughter describing this, this quick story to her that kind of was, she was like, what the heck? Um, well, my dad took everything out and instead of, instead of explaining to her how to clean the car and what each piece is to use and how long you use it, da da da, da she, he explains it to her boyfriend. Like, making eye contact, this is what you do, you know, asking him to come to the car. And my daughter was like, why are you talking to him? It's my car. I'm the one who's going to clean this. What's going on here? So she's telling me this, and it makes me smile because you can see the definite change from that those two separation of generation. That my dad is, um, you know, he's not. He raised me to be independent. So it's such a dichotomy, or, you know, yes, uh, a man has his place and a woman has her place, but by God, my daughter won't fill both. She'll fill both places. So it's just, and then my daughter, who I've raised to be exceptionally independent, to try to be 100% her and not blend and get lost between her and her boyfriend, um, is seems like she's taken that road of being very, like, 100% her. And is like, well, what do I say to grandpa? And I tell her, you don't say a damn thing. Why? Because he's in his 70s, and that shit ain't gonna, gonna change. change yeah. No, the only thing you can change is who you are and where you are in the story. So then you tell grandpa in the moment, thanks grandpa, I appreciate you telling me, <laughs> me, this information. And take that with you when you're talking to other people to make sure that you understand who's actually in charge because here's the other subject. Someone's telling you, doctor so-and-so, what is the first thing that pops into your mind? Is it a man or is it a woman? Who are you assuming you're talking about is the same thing that my dad just did. And I find myself guilty of the same thing. Like, oh shit, I need to kind of step back and not have this preconceived notion because then I'm forcing that onto her. Thank God she is who she is because she pushes back on so much stuff. <laughs> ah, anyways, but yeah, that's was our most recent experience. I think you're, so your dad is is wanting things to be in what most 
people would want in their utopian conservative world Mm -hmm. where these are the traditional male roles and duties and what he does and this is the traditional female roles and duties that that they do um but we all know there's the real world because men are human beings and screw shit up (laughs) women (laughs) equally are human beings and screw shit up and we have a divorce rate of 50 percent still yeah um so obviously he he knows this. This is what I want, but this is the real world. And so it's wonderful that he prepared you for that. Because, like, okay, well, chances are, you know, I got 50-50 odds. <laughs> Natalie's going to have to be able to do this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, that, that, I mean, it's good that he raised you that way. You know, he, he, there's the wants versus, and the expectations versus reality. Yeah. And how yeah. do you, how do you merge the two? And, and thank God he did, because if I had gone into my marriage not having this I, I have to have my own stuff I have to be able if something happens not that that was always in my brain but to know that getting divorced may have emotionally been a catastrophe but financially and economically I was fine I just had to rebuild the mm-hmm. emotional part of my life right. but yeah it just it, oh, I always thought that that was pretty funny and that only happened like maybe three or four weeks ago I just remember, like, daughters just like, um, why are you telling him that? I'm the one who's going to wash my car. He's going to help me, but I'm the one washing my car. It's my car. <laughs> I'm the one that changes the tires. I'm like, oh, only because I taught you, okay? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, interesting. It's too funny that you say that because I just thought there's a, they're doing a roof on a, uh, redoing the roof. One of our neighbors is two doors down. And, of course, I'm now paranoid about getting one of those nails in my tire. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh. How would I change my tire in my driveway? And, you know, and I do know how to change a tire because my dad taught me. Yes. Um, back in the day, so I know the steps. But the problem is, my okay, my excuse will be my driveway is on an incline. You can't jack the car up on that driveway. Oh. Um, you just can't. It's just not safe. You can't can't do that. So, but yeah, it's so funny that I just I don't know why I digress. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm kind of on the opposite end where I could figure out how to change a tire but I don't want to I don't do want that. Right. And I'm the same way. I don't <laughs> like, want to do that. I don't yeah. have that desire to. Yeah. Um, In our so family I, if they found out that I had a flat tire and I called somebody to help me I would probably be teased relentlessly. Whereas you know and I want to be able to have that pride where I have took that crowbar and I kicked that shit and opened the, the, the lug nuts and the thing is that they're put in by power tools now Yeah, that are is it called air pressurized? Mm-hmm. Um, so that <laughs> I'd have to be like that. a mountain man to be able to just open that up to, but once upon a time when I was in high school, I can't tell you how many flats I changed mm-hmm. because my dad showed me how to do mm-hmm. it. I have a question for you. Hmm. How do you do with asking for help? Not well at all. Mm-hmm. I, I will do everything possible to try to figure it out or do it myself. But there is a time where I'm like, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my energy. I've got, who do, who can I ask? Who isn't going to make me feel like shit? And who is smarter than me? So that's, those are two things that I'm, so if I'm asking for help, it's because I see this person as smarter and isn't going to make me feel like a dirtbag for asking for help. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I think that's also two um, people that don't ask for help. Um, like, we're humans. We can't. We cannot know yeah. everything yeah. and do everything. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are not able to ask someone for help, that 
not you. I'm oh, saying at all. Because yeah. there's a specific person I'm thinking of that could not ask for help. And there are some issues that need to be dealt with. Because that's... I think there's walls that are then placed and you're not going to let people in. I'll agree with that. I mean, that's the whole re- one of the reasons why I'm not dating. I can't figure out how to make that life work. And yeah. so I'm not going to bother with it. And I'm not going to look for help because I tried. And I liked my therapist at the time. But it's... I still can't figure out how to make it work. I think it's probably why that list of, you know, what I'm looking for in a partner for the rest of it remains blank because it's like, I don't think so. I then the feel question that. would be back to the beginning. You didn't make a list because you're not looking because you don't really need no. That's exactly the partner. Right. So therefore, do you really want right. the partner? I kind of don't. So not unless I'm is it, is it because, <laughs> Right, right. So there's a hormonal response. Like, yeah, for these four days out of the month, I yes. really would be convenient. Then, then after that, I don't even want to hear you have no use. Right. Or is it more that you think that you're keeping yourself safe by the fact that you are saying that you don't want someone because you don't want to deal with the hurt and pain of the possibility of losing someone? I think that's very valid. Um, when I see friends of mine fighting with their spouses or my daughter fighting with her boyfriend, I can, it's almost like a, like an internal fear or feeling that I have, like that pain, I can feel it like in my chest or in my gut, I remember what that's like. That uncertainty, the pain that this person who's supposed to love you the most is treating you so poorly and you don't understand why, and you know either, one, you, you question what have I done wrong, why am I not perfect, or, why is he so stupid? And what can I possibly see in this person if they're so stupid that they can't see that I'm so wonderful? <laughs> Which is very narcissistic, but my brain would do both things. And then I think, whoo, thank God I'm not there. I'm very happy with and content with what I'm doing. But there is that part. And I'm not really, I don't think at a point where I feel uh, strong enough to attack that or yeah. to approach it or to open it up because yeah. that would unleash a lot that I think would have me unhinged for a while you know I always think about you know how when I think about the my divorce you know was I at the time really 100% a person because I remember my brother saying to me or saying to my parents why does Natalie always have to date why does she always have to have a boyfriend why and not that there was anything really I felt like there was wrong with it because I, I enjoy the company of men, uh, whether it's romantic or platonic. But it was like, well, do I really need one? Do And when I got divorced, it was like, well, he's supposed to be, un- is this supposed to be unconditional love here? You know, you're supposed to always be there. You're supposed, you're supposed to love me even when I'm ugly you're supposed to love me when I'm stubborn and when I'm old and when I've shit myself you're supposed to and that just wasn't there so then I thought I had that I would have put my hand in the fire I had that little did I know I would have been I'd have burned my hand off and not known so I don't know that I'd ever go back to it I don't see the point like I I tell my daughter and if you get married you know that's wonderful if you decide not to that's wonderful mm-hmm. too you know, whatever it is you do, you can't do based on anybody else's experience because mine most certainly won't be yours because Martin or her boyfriend isn't right. like her dad. Yeah. So it's nothing like her dad, which is a blessing. But 
Do you know something else, kind of, when you were talking about how you hear, like, people arguing or whatever, and then you, you get that, like, feeling mm-hmm. in your stomach? Um, I do think that not all relationships are like that either. Like, obviously, you're going to go through your hard times with your person, um, but I guess in my head, like, I just keep, since I'm single, like, I just keep thinking what better things could happen in the next relationship that I'm in. Um, And that it, maybe the communication could be even better in my next relationship. And, like, yeah, we'll have our arguments, but in my last one, we didn't really talk about, I would talk about my feelings all day, every day. (laughs) And um, I think... I have something stuck in my throat. <laughs> don't choke, don't choke. <coughs> I know. None of us want to be nurses today. You guys are going to have to come back to me. Oh. <coughs> well, I think I don't think men are comfortable in general, mm-hmm. stereotypically. Men aren't comfortable mm-hmm. with the touchy-feely, well, the touchy no. part there, but the feely, you know, <laughs> the emotional aspect of it, because I, I think... Um, I, they get uncomfortable. They just don't know how to process that because they're not as emotionally slash hormonally driven as we are. That's just my perception of it. Um, I so I, I don't think that I don't think they know how to respond. Well, yeah. <clears throat> being being female, I kind of feel like I take on the men's role with that, which is weird, right? I I don't know. Maybe I'm lost in. What's what uh, what I identify with, mm-hmm. which you know, like I said, I enjoy the company of men, but um, you could take on more of a masculine role, and that could um, guys may be intimidated by that. So I have that yet it's... to date a guy who isn't intimidated by that, but I can't help how I am. No, but I think also, I think it kind of goes back to just the whole <clears throat> um asking for help though and mm-hmm. people want to be needed males and females yeah. and I think males especially more I feel like need to be oh, needed yeah. oh yeah so when you have a female that isn't asking for help then they're kind of like what's the point of me being here mm-hmm. uh, and I'll say that uh, <laughs> I heard those exact words when over the phone uh, when my ex-husband asked for the divorce, um, it was, you don't need anybody. And I was like, well, duh. I don't need you. I wanted you. At the time, I still wanted him. Yeah. And, and I always thought, isn't that more important? Because I never understood why you know, men would date certain... Like, I would have friends... And he would be dating this woman who was exceptionally needy. And she was always, like, texting him all the time. Why are you staring? Why are you, and very jealous and stuff like that. I'm like, doesn't that make you nuts? And it was just like... Those are insecurities. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's like, why would you want that? I'm not... I'm, yeah. I'm not... that, And that's how I'm perceiving that. Is, you know, to be needed. I get it, but... <laughs> I I no I, I I cleaned the roof myself. I did, I did the I didn't want to do the gutters, but I did the gutters. You know I'm sorry. Sorry I hired the plumber to fix the toilet because I couldn't fix. It. I couldn't figure out how to fix it, so I had to get the plumber. You know, 
I couldn't wait for you to come back from deployment. Yes, we had the house painted, but anyways, ladies, that was a really good session. Aside so from a coughing session. I know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like hot, 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 hot tea next time. Right? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening this week. Yep. You guys join us next week for uh, whatever the hell it is we're going to talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.